1: This is John Hennigan in studio, and today I'm here all by myself, except me and Richard, of course. He's the one that's operating the board, and we got Paul uh, uh, making some phone calls, so this will be exciting. What we should probably talk a little bit about would be 2014. 2013 was phenomenal, almost everywhere. I don't get a lot of reports from all over the world, but from Alaska all the way down through Baja and California, and even on the East Coast, we had some pretty exciting stuff going on. And for those of you that are still uh, maybe um, enjoying the, the uh, cooler climbs, you might want to think about what we're going to be doing this summer or fall or spring. We've got some trips, that I would like you to go to fishtalkradio.com. And on that, near the top, it says Real Fun Adventures. Click on that and look at some of the real fun adventures for 2014. And We've got uh, a schedule put up. All of the trips are very exciting, very fun, and very affordable. You know, Based on what you're getting, I, what we try and do is put trips together for the best possible value. And, of course, the best possible fishing at the best possible times of the year. Yeah, so we want to like you to get involved in that and start getting us some information. If you're if you think you're going to go, you might want to go, but you're not sure. Please send me an email and I can answer more questions and answer, you know, any other questions or problems you have, because almost all of them involve airlines and you want to get your tickets in such a time that you get the best possible price. So if you have uh, take a look at that site and you don't see what you want to do, let me know anyway, and I'm sure we can put something together that'll work for you. So anyway, go to fishtalkradio.com. Richard is telling me that it's time to go to work, so I'll <laughs> have to do that. So, and go to fishtalkradio.com and also uh, check us out on Facebook. Like us and uh, maybe we'll see if we can do something for you. Anyway, we'll be right back to Fish
2: Talk Radio.
1: Are you ready for a whale-watching adventure? The Santa Barbara Channel is known as one of the best whale-watching areas in the world. Over 27 species of whales, dolphins, and porpoises come here throughout the year, and there's no better way to spend time with these wonderful animals than aboard the high-tech Condor Express. Bring the whole family for an unforgettable whale-watching adventure. The Condor Express is Santa Barbara's premier charter boat for whale-watching, island excursions, sunset cruises, and private charters. Call Sea Landing at 882-0088 to book your trip. We'll see you on the Condor Express.
0: Clover Pass Resort, Ketchikan, Alaska, is in the heart of the salmon capital of Alaska. Walk a few yards to the dock and throw a line at king, silver, or pink salmon. Just a 90-minute direct flight from Seattle. You can be in your boat fishing the day you arrive. The calm waters at Clover Pass hold schools of salmon, as well as halibut and rockfish. Clover Pass offers all-inclusive fishing packages starting under $1,000. For more information, call John at 877-FISHRAP. That's 877-FISHRAP.
2: So you're covered in sand up to your waist, thanks to the excessive digging of two very ambitious children, and you think, wait. Did I lock my Impala back in the parking lot? And normally you'd just sit and stew about it. But you live in a time when an OnStar app lets you control your car from nearly anywhere in your world like it's some extremely remote control car, which it kind of is. So you tap the icon that zaps a signal that says to your car, boop, here's a signal to flip the mechanism that locks the door that sends a signal back to your phone to say, yes, your car is now safely locked. And you gotta wonder about the guy walking by when it happens. He's like, wow. And you're like, wow. And if you slow your brain for just a nanosecond, you realize just how amazing modern technology really is. All because you drive a Chevrolet Impala connected by OnStar. For details, availability, and system limitations, visit OnStar.com. It's time to fight fire with steel to advanced truck technology
3: with an available Pentastar V6 and eight-speed transmission. The 2013 Ram 1500 with best-in-class fuel economy, engineered to move heaven and earth. Guts, glory, Ram. Standard pickup class excludes hybrids. EPA estimated 17 city, 20 combined,
2: 25 highway MPG based on V6 4x2. Ram is a registered trademark of Chrysler Group, LLC.
1: Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hannigan in studio, and we have a very special guest. This is the radio debut for a lovely young lady that operates a business down in Cabo San Lucas, which is called Griselda's Smokehouse. Grace, are you there?
4: Hi, John, I'm here. Oh uh,
1: well, I wish I was there. <laughs> you know, you weather
4: is wonderful.
1: It, it is. Life is good, especially if you're in Cabo. Yes. And, of course, you get to be right next to the marina enjoying all these happy anglers that come in to bring you their catch.
4: Yes, I'm very lucky about that, yes.
1: And I know that you're still a young lady, but how long have you been in Cabo uh, doing this? Uh,
4: About uh, almost 20 years, I would say, yes.
1: Wow. Well, I know Mm -hmm. that you're... You know, everybody knows if they don't know you, then they're <laughs> then they're foolish. But what, what you do is that you help the people that come down, the people that catch things that they would like to eat. They bring them in, drop them off. And I have to say, Grace, I've done this in many different places. But the service you provide at the price you provide it for is unmatched with anybody that I know because you're you know for i think a dollar 50 a pound is that what you're charging now for processing?
4: Yes, that's what we charge, a dollar 50 a pound. And, and, and that, uh, that's probably
1: what it was 20 years ago too, isn't it?
4: Yes, it's been like this for many years since <laughs> we started actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: But no, that's the so you, you bring in. Now, Grace, let's talk a little bit about before someone brings the fish in. Now, in Cabo San Lucas, any time of the year, any time is a good time, and then of course when the weather is warmer and the water is warmer, there's you know there's even more fish around. But is what uh, what's coming in right now? Are you getting any uh, maybe some yellowtail, yellowfin, or sierras, or what what's out there right now?
4: Uh, right now, a lot of sierras. The mm-hmm. sierra bite has been really good. Some dorados are still here. We're catching maybe a couple dorados. You know, on uh, the per boat. But most of them are loading up on Sierras, which are very good. And uh, some tunas started to come in, but they're still about 20, 25 miles off.
1: Yes. And what is your favorite?
4: Sierra. My favorite is Sierra, (laughs)
1: for sure. (laughs) You know, that, that is something that is, you know, most people don't think of going to Baja to catch Sierra. But... It really is. First of all, it's a, a lot of fun for their size and their fight. You go out after them on light tackle, and they're inshore. You can actually catch them right off the beach down there in some places.
4: Yes, a lot of people they uh, they set up gear and they go off shore on uh, shore fishing, mm-hmm. and they they bring them to us also. You know, which just uh, they do very good. And right. uh, the fun part is that you, the anglers, even when they go on boats. They're actually hands-on. You know, everybody's jigging, everybody's trying and and catching sierras, which Mm -hmm. is really nice.
1: Well, of course, they're not all that easy, because uh, mainly because of their teeth. I know that one of the first times I went after them, I I was extremely frustrated because every time I got a bite, I, I came up with an empty line. No hook, no nothing.
4: <laughs> yeah, you have a different setup. You know, they have a little wire leader. Uh-huh. And uh, my friend, you know, there's a lady here, Minerva. Oh, yes. She's got them set up already. Yes. And, uh that's what I tell everybody go there because they have a little wire leader. That's what you need, they have sharp teeth. You don't mm-hmm. want to get your hands
5: close
1: to their mouth. No, no, they do. It's like and they fit together like, uh, you know, you know, so that they they pinch off the line if the hook yeah. goes down. But yeah, Minerva is uh, another one of my favorites. We've been fishing with her for many years. What a wonderful lady! And yes. of course, the the two of you have probably been down there. I don't know who was there first, but probably she was. Minerva. Minerva. She yeah.
4: was. Yeah, she was here. She was here uh, way before we were. She knows She knows uh, a lot. She's got the boats, and she's oh, got she's, the shop there, the yes. taco shop. Helps us out a lot when the, the fish are difficult. We yes. go up there. We set up our gear with her, yes.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, you, well, the nice thing is, last time I was down there, you came over to Minerva's boat and uh, picked up the fish. We got off the boat, you know, walked over to the condo and didn't have to worry about anything. Just go pick it up when it's time to go. That's awesome.
4: Yeah, we we do that. We pick up the, the fish at your boat. If you tell your captain to call us, we go up there, pick it up, clean it, fillet it, clean it, clean the blood lines, the bones, everything, vacuum mm-hmm. pack it, and nice sized meals for like two or three people. Right. And, and freeze it. It's, that's mm-hmm. what we do here.
1: Well, let's talk a little bit about when people are still on the boat and they catch the fish. What do you recommend that they do as soon as they get it on board?
4: When As soon as they get before they leave, Actually, I tell the people, when you know you're going to go out, invest in a couple nice bags of ice and have ice ready for the fish. When you catch the fish, you want to keep it nice and cold. You know, just kind of start covering it, put some ice on the cooler, and uh, that really helps, especially in the summer. You know, you were talking Mm -hmm. about in the summertime, in Mm -hmm. August, September. It gets pretty warm out there, and they used to, most of the captains are pretty good about it now. They have ice on board and take extra ice because the water is warm out there, and they used to put it, they used to put water on the fish, they used to put it in, uh, mm-hmm. in the bait tanks, right? and then they figured if they keep putting water, but you know what, our water is like 80 degrees sometimes. Oh, it'd be, it'd
1: be like 88 degrees sometimes.
4: Right, 85, 88, and uh, by the time it would come back into the smokehouse, I would tell people, I, I don't want to vacuum pack your fish, because you're going to get sick, it's soggy, it's uh. already been really warm, but now, you know what, about 90 percent, I, I want to say a good good 95 percent is always good people put it in ice mm-hmm. and um i always tell people stop by and if you don't have a, a cooler I, they can borrow the cooler wow. just to have extra coolers you know and um, that's what we do when they're out there keep it cold that's all mm-hmm. bring it as soon as you're coming into uh, cabo tell your captain to call us so we're th- you know, we go up there with a panga or with our fish cart and pick up the fish and uh, bring it right into the smokehouse. Right.
1: You know, I, I think that everything has gotten better. Things have changed in Cabo, but they've changed for the better. I, I've i been going yes. down there for probably about 25 years without missing a year. And the the fishing I think is as good or better now than it ever has been. Of course, the catch so. and release on the on the billfish makes a big difference, right. and you know yes. we we'd prefer that you know you don't kill those and take them into to see Griseldas. But no. you know if it happens that it works out that way, then obviously do that. But you know those are we want to put those back and catch them again and again. Yeah, you
4: want to put mm-hmm. them back in the water. Mm-hmm. There's so much other good fish to to smoke or, or to take home. Oh, for your okay. Dinner, you know? What's the and best the, kind
1: of, What's the best kind of fish to smoke?
4: To smoke, well, the sierra, tuna, actually the bonitas, the bonitas that we have here in Cabo, they're very, very good. Mm-hmm. it's white bonitas, we call it, they have teeth, and those are very good. Dorado, not as much. Yeah. You know, dorado is good, fresh, you know, eat it right. fresh. And, uh, well, but the, the, the sierra mm-hmm. and the tuna right. are excellent.
1: Well, you yeah. want something that has a little bit more oil, yes?
4: Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we're looking for because then it. Turned, I can turn out a good, good product. I can't go wrong and people will be happy with me.
1: Right. <laughs> well, would you mind giving us, we've only got less than two minutes, but can you give us a secret recipe on what you do with the fish uh, when you smoke it? Give it real quickly. Um, how, do you brine it for how long and what do you use and how do you smoke it?
4: Yeah, well, you want to brine it for at least 12 hours. And if you have special sp- spices that you like and you want it more impregnated, leave it longer. But you want to use kosher salt. Salt is the one that that helps it to withdraw the liquid from the fish, so it's not soggy and it doesn't and it preserves it. You you have it six months, seven months, it's still be good. And uh, I also like um, to use soy sauce, which is that gives it a little more of a teriyaki and ginger.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: But for smoked fish, actually the flavors that you like, you can add to the brine. And the fish, you'll be tasting it when you cook or when you're eating it. Just mm-hmm. as a snack or in dips or
1: And then how, how long do you smoke it at what temperature?
4: Okay, we start, we bring it up to a high temperature, like a 200. Then we lower it down. But first, you know, it's the drying process. Then we lower it down. And then I like it about 170. 170 is where it'll stay and... Uh, okay until it's Perfect. done we just keep drying it and, and grace and, uh, we're gonna
1: we're gonna yeah. have to let you go now so i think we're gonna have to come okay. back and talk some more a little bit later but we need to get you a website uh but oh. <laughs> in, in the meantime uh you're right on the docks right next to the uh what is it the uh, baja cantina the dock side and yep. and uh just just when you're walking down the malicone or everybody knows just tell your captain to call grace that so yeah. you're bringing your fish in
4: Oh, yeah, and even if you don't go fishing, just stop by and, and, and sample some of our fish. Perfect. And, and we'll help you out.
1: Perfect. All right? Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to seeing you again real soon. You're listening to Fish Talk Radio. We'll be back.
7: The Santa Barbara Channel offers some of the most productive sport fishing in the world. Channel Island Sport Fishing offers the most boats to enjoy it. Call 805-383-1612. At Channel Island Sport Fishing, you pick the time and place you want to go. Nearshore halibut, calico bass, and rockfish, or fish the Channel Islands for white sea bass and yellowtail. For whale watching and private charters, Channel Island Sport Fishing in Oxnard has clean modern boats with professional, friendly crews. Make your reservations for a deep sea adventure by calling 805-383-1612.
1: Lake Kachuma is a California treasure. Bald eagles, deer, egrets, foxes, wild turkeys play on the banks and in the trees. Red ear, bluegill, bass and catfish inhabit the waters. Rainbow trout are planted on a regular basis and easily caught from boat or shore. Lake Kachuma boat rentals is a key to a successful day on the lake. Call 805-688-4040 for information. Tackle skiff or pontoon boat rental. Call Craig at 688-4040, 20 minutes north of Santa Barbara, Kachuma Boat Rentals for a day to remember.
0: World-class golf, fishing, and diving in the clear, warm waters of the Sea of Cortez with a true five-star resort. The Grand Heritage Hotel and Resort at Costa Baja, great value, and without the hustle of other parts of Baja on the white sand beach with Esprito Santos Island minutes away. Signature restaurants, pools, and accommodations for an intimate weekend, weddings, or corporate events. On the web at Coast of Baja Resort com.
8: If you're looking for a magical and unique gift for someone special, look no further than the skies above you. Santa Barbara Soaring specializes in glider rides, making memories that last a lifetime. Experience Santa Barbara, the San Inez Valley, and Central Coast with the Silence of Soaring. Purchasing a gift certificate is just a couple of clicks away. Visit SantaBarbarasoaring.com. Pick your ride and the certificate will be sent directly to you just in time for the holidays. Let Santa Barbara Soaring help you provide the gift they'll never Forget Santa Barbara Soaring.com. The water on the lake is smooth as glass. We
6: might catch a sunny, we, we might catch a bass. Oh, what do you say? What do you say? What do you say?
2: Well, let's go fishing. Come on, let's go fishing.
9: I
3: wish, that I was fishing. Only class of bay. Sun is out, I'm doing great. It's a perfect
1: situation. I wish, I wish that I was fishing. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio. And we have the unique pleasure of, we have Bob McCammy on the line with us. And instead of trying to introduce Bob, I'm going to let him do that. Bob, give us an idea who you are and a little bit about the company you work with.
3: Uh, My name is Bob McCamey, and I work with a company, Mud Hole Custom Tackle, in Oviedo, Florida, which is just outside of Orlando on the northeast side. We are a company that sells component parts and pieces to build and customize your own fishing rods as well as repair them. And we also sell fly tying supplies and lure building supplies. So we're a one-stop source for all your needs, whether you want to build a fishing rod, repair a fishing rod, tie your own flies, or make your own lures. Our uh, website address is www.mudhole.com. A very, very detailed website with a lot of instructions here again on how to build your tackle. We have videos and tutorials on the website as well when you go on the home page to click on that will actually show you how to do these type things.
1: Wow, sounds like just what we need. And now, if uh, I imagine you have distribution, but if somebody wants to buy directly from you, they can go to the website.
3: Uh, yes, sir, you can order. We have a shopping cart feature that's very easy to maneuver uh we do offer technical support for those people uh, via the phone lines if you would like to call in or send emails to help you get started we don't just leave you kind of sitting in the dark on these type projects we're Mm -hmm. here to help you in any possible way we can and make the task much easier
1: for you well a couple of things that come to my mind first of all the idea of building your own fishing rod it's not something you do because it's cheaper it may, may not even be the best you can get but when you're using a tool that you built and created yourself fishing has a, a lot of fishing has to do with the great moments in your life and when you pick up a rod and it'll bring back a lot of these you know great moments in your life and, and just having it and something that you did and created there's there's a lot of reasons to do it but before we get into that let's kind of go back a little bit to something a little more simple now, uh, if you're fishing in a boat, maybe you've got two fishing rods or three, one for each different type of, uh, type of fishing you're going to be doing, and something bad happens. Let's just say your tip comes loose or breaks off. Uh, you're, uh, I guess you might say SOL for that rod. <laughs> but if you know uh, and think ahead of time, Uh, and you listen to this program, what would you tell people?
3: Well, you bring forth uh, actually a very good question because that's one thing that we definitely insist that people, uh, whether they get into building their own rods or just repairing rods, it's a simple matter of keeping a little assortment of tips in your tackle box with a little hot melt glue that you can use and easily repair a tip top if you happen to damage a tip during the fishing session. Or let's just say you're going on a destination trip somewhere and you wanted to pack those supplies. Uh, what we would suggest is you also have maybe a few assortments of guides in sizes that would accommodate the rods you're going to carry. And uh, we sell the, the thread that you wrap to hold the guides on. Mm-hmm. And also, somewhat, I would say, very simple repair kits that you could, here again, just pack in your luggage or your tackle box. And anytime you're out and about, you could do a little quick fix on a rod. And at least continue to fish while you're on your trip and then maybe do a better repair on the rod when you get back home. But it's very, very simple to easily just uh, keep those supplies handy for you and uh, not run a good fishing trip.
1: You know, Bob, when someone gets on a boat or even if they just go up to the river for the afternoon, one of the first things you do is you take with you a, a first aid kit, right? Yes, sir. And this first aid kit, you may need it for yourself or you may need it for one of your buddies, But it sounds like you also need a first aid kit for your rods.
3: Uh, You're exactly right. And just as I mentioned, it's very easy to, uh, whether whether you'd like to call us for advice, Uh, there are measurements with tips and guide sizes, which is very easy to do with just a flat uh, ruler. You provide those uh, inside measurements of the guides. We can tell you what sizes you would need to purchase and the same thing goes for a tip. There's all types of assorted sizes and we do carry a very very extensive selection of these type supplies where that uh, you can get with us and let us know the sizes of your rod tips or your guides and we'll make sure you get the proper sizes here again where that you go out on your trip you'll be able to do a simple repair on your rod and on our website as I suggested we have a lot of videos and we have tutorials there is a good section in there on repairing rods. That's we we have so much useful information on our website. We feel like if we can provide this information to people, here again, it makes either repairing a rod or building a rod from scratch uh, a very very easy thing to do.
1: Um, it sounds like it might be a little bit complicated. If someone would might be a little bit intimidated to talk about replacing. Uh, tips and and guides. Uh, Give us a kind of a quick idea about what it takes and how complicated it may or may not be. Uh,
3: In most cases, a simple tip-top fix. Generally, tips are placed on the end of the rod with a high-temperature hot melt glue. Uh, The reason being is here during the summertime, especially like in Florida, you couldn't go with a low-temperature hot melt glue or otherwise the tips would just migrate back off the end of the rod. Uh, so therefore, basically you just take something like a little bit lighter, uh, gently apply some heat to the surface area, the exterior of the tip, take a pair of uh, needle note pliers and remove the tip top. You will then, while the kind of the area is a little bit warm, either your thumbnail or simple use a plastic credit card so that you don't damage the rod, remove the excess uh, glue that was on there you shave a little slender of the hot melt glue off of its a a little stick a cylinder shaped stick you shave off a little uh, area roll it between your fingers so that you can then put it inside the tube of the tip Uh, and also you'll heat the end of the glue stick to put a little more on the end of your rod heat the tip the actual metal tip that goes on the rod as well as the hot melt you have on the rod put everything back into position, hold it for no more than just about a minute, it sets right up, and you've got a new tip on the end of your rod.
1: Sounds like even I could do that. Now, sometimes the tip won't break, but it'll just come loose.
3: In that case, generally, most of the time, that's some of these companies, not all companies use the best of materials, as would be with anything in life, let's say. And like I say, If you have a tip that comes loose, that may be a situation where they either didn't get enough glue in the tip to begin with, or it's an inferior-type hot melt glue that will break down over a a Mm lower-type temperature, let's say. And basically there, I would suggest just discarding that tip because you have residue that's inside Mm -hmm. the tip, and you may not get a good bond when you go back. Uh, Buy you a new tip, start all over, and install it with a good grade of hot melt glue. Mm -hmm. Uh, that that we do have here, and right. the proper size tip, and away you gotcha. go.
1: Well, and, and also if you're if you're in the middle of the action, sometimes you can just heat up the tip and push it back on, and you're set for for right now uh, anyway.
3: That's a very good point. Uh, in the middle of the uh, process of fishing, let's say, just like you said, sometimes you can. It's just a matter of maybe where it did break down a little bit, but you still got enough there that you could reheat, realign it, and away you go.
1: Okay, well, tips sound pretty easy. Uh, we've got guide. Of course, there's other components, too, uh, and I don't know how much time we have to get into, you know, like uh, you, know, the, um, you know the butt portion. But on the guides themselves, it sounds like that might be a little more complicated. How, how difficult is that to replace?
3: It sounds difficult, but it's not. Uh, basically there, all guides are pretty much on fishing rods except for some of the lower end rods, they use a uh, heat shrink material nowadays on some of these low, very, very low price rods. But for the most part, guides are held on with nylon thread that has been wound around the rod and then tied off on each end to secure the guide. And then a two part clear finish goes over the top. If you did have a guide for some reason, let's just say the ceramic ring busted and you needed to replace it, or maybe somebody stepped on a rod or a, the rod itself and crushed a guide uh... basically all you do is take something like an exacto knife and you want to make a slice in the clear coating that is over the threads that protects it and when you make that slice you want to do it along the where the guide foot is on the rod that way if you did cut down into it a little deep you would be cutting into the metal portion of the guide foot and not the rod blank that's one thing you don't want to do uh, trying to do a repair is cut on the wrong side of the blank and then go down and gouge the blank. You might run into a little problem. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yet. But uh, basically, you just make that slit with a little X-Acto on the top of the metal guide foot. Uh, take your Bic lighter here again. Hit the slit with a little bit of heat. That's going to kind of somewhat soften up that clear coat finish. And basically, when you heat that up, that will all peel off, basically like you'd peel an orange. hmm uh, you then heat that area, uh, as I'd talked about before, to take either your thumbnail or a credit card, plastic knife, something of that nature, that's that's has that somewhat softened up where you can scrape that residue off. Uh, you then go back and here again we have a procedure, same situation on our website that you can view how to re uh, apply the threads that holds the the uh, guide on itself mm-hmm. and you can, if, if, you're, if you're repairing a really nice rod, you would want to use one of our better two-part uh, epoxy well, finishes.
1: Bob, it I, I, looks like we're running out of time. I knew that we, we needed more time. But it <laughs> yeah, sounds sir. like what you need to do is get in touch with Bob or anybody else at uh, mudhole.com, and maybe they can fix you up with one of these uh, emergency first aid kits when you take it out. I would say that's a great idea. And next time we talk to you, maybe we'll get into a little bit more about rod building.
3: Yes, sir, we can sure uh, go very, very in-depth. Okay. with the subject of rod building, I there
1: promise.
3: There you go. We, we just scratched the surface today on repairs. There you go. We okay we actually talk about building custom rods, we can get very detailed.
1: There you go. Well, let's keep it simple for us folk. Anyway, thank you, Bob, very much. You're awesome, and thanks for all those great tips. Give uh, Mudhole.com and get in touch with them. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hannigan. Vagabundos Del Moir Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474 Uh
0: For more than a century, sport fishermen have led the charge for conservation. From trout to marlin, anglers have worked to protect our natural resources and establish successful programs that benefit fish and fishermen. Today, this legacy is at risk unless we step up and lead the fight for real world conservation. That's what the Sport Fishing Conservancy is all about. Doing what's best for fish and fishing and making sure anglers get the credit we deserve. Check out the Sport Fishing Conservancy and find out how you can help at sportcon.com.
9: It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real fun trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com.
8: Want to make your drive more exciting? It starts with Shell V Power Premium Gasoline. It's Ferrari's choice for improved performance. Shell V-Power removes an average of 60% of performance-robbing gunk on intake valves left by low-quality premium gasolines. And it starts with your very first tank. The result is the kind of performance that gives you more excitement behind the wheel. Choose Shell V-Power Premium Gasoline today and let the excitement begin.
1: Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we have the lovely Tanya from Diamond Valley Lake on the line with us to give us a little bit of an idea what's happening in the middle of winter in cold, cold Southern California. <laughs> so cold. So About <laughs> eighty-five
6: degrees cold. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> <clears throat> well, <clears throat> now remember, Tanya, there's people listening to us that. Uh, uh, would think that uh, if they could get up to zero degrees, they'd be happy. I know. <laughs> but anyway, uh, too bad for them. Why don't they should just come on out and visit Diamond Valley Lake? And Diamond Valley Lake is, I guess it's considered Southern California. You're actually within a short drive from uh, Los Angeles area, right? Yep,
6: we're about 90 miles east
1: of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And Diamond Valley, uh, you know, I, I think that Diamond Valley Lake is, is a bit of a jewel so it seems to be appropriate there. But uh, <coughs> give us a quick idea, a little bit about the lake.
6: Um, well, we, we rent boats here. You can bring your own boat. We have shore fishing. Um, we rent bikes now. Um, there's no body contact, but it's mainly for fishing, and it's a pretty good fishing lake.
1: Okay. And, Tony, <coughs> give us an idea uh, about... You know, exactly how to find you and maybe a website.
6: Um, you can reach us at 951 and the website is dvmarina.com. Okay. Um, there's also an address on there if you need to know where we're at or how to get directions here, and we can also give you directions.
1: Okay. And, well, what do you like to do up there?
6: Um, fishing, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite? And um, I love fishing for striper. Okay. Striper oh, is oh. my favorite, um, but we just stock trout. I mean, we've been stocking trout a lot, even throughout the winter, even though it's pretty warm. But we've been stocking trout, and Fish and Wildlife has also been stocking trout, so there's been plenty of trout Great. catching.
1: Great. And, oh, stripers are so much fun. Besides that, they taste really good.
6: Oh, yes, they do. They're my favorite. Okay.
1: <laughs> and do stripers eat trout?
6: They do. So oh, okay. when we stock trout, it's always best to use a trout-like lure.
1: Swim bait. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, d- let well, uh, I have to remember that, but you can't use trout for bait. No, you okay. cannot. <laughs> you can okay. use a
6: trout-like lure.
1: Okay. And, and what was that trout. website one more time?
6: Uh, DVmarina.com.
1: DVmarina.com. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, Tani, I would recommend anybody that's going to be coming in this direction, they stop on out there, you're kind of out in the you know, beautiful part of the country. And it's, it is a beautiful lake. It, especially if you're on it. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Tani. We appreciate right. that. Thank Alrighty. you. All righty. Okay. I think that we're going to see if we can get another little bit of a report right now. I Let's see if we can find Amy on the line. Amy, are you there?
5: I am. How you guys doing?
1: Fantastic. What do you mean, by the way? <laughs> um, it's just me. Um, Grizz is out fishing. Okay. So um, it's just you and me. What All right. Okay.
5: <laughs>
1: but Amy is at Channel Island Sport Fishing which is uh, um, in I guess South Central California, but the Santa Barbara Channel is just a phenomenal place just to be out on the water, even if you don't go fishing, but just to be out on the water. I guess the whales are coming through this time of the year, aren't they?
5: Yeah, absolutely. We send boats out every day on, on doing whale-watching trips, and they mm-hmm. are just having an absolute blast.
1: So let's see. This is uh, January. Are they still on their way south, or are they going back north yet?
5: I believe south. hmm I'm I'm pretty horrible. I have not actually been out on a whale watching trip myself. Um, my New Year's resolution is to start getting out there more often and take advantage of it. But I'm pretty sure it's south.
1: Yes, yeah, they go down to probably down to Mag- Magdalena Bay, and is it uh, gray whales or humpbacks or what do we see?
5: Yeah, both actually right now.
1: Okay. So yeah, yeah, they're on their way from Alaska down to Baja to make some babies and raise a family <laughs> and then head back up north again.
5: Sounds perfect. Yeah, it's <laughs> great yeah. weather for them. <laughs> it
1: is. It is. And they do. How how close to shore do they come?
5: Pretty close. I know sometimes you can even see them from the PCH um, going through Malibu, uh-huh. Point Magoo, So Right. now, you know.
1: See that little uh, that little spout of water?
5: Yep, that's right. By
1: the way, have you ever been, you said you did that, close enough to a whale when it spouts? Uh, it has a... How can I I phrase it? Uh, (laughs) um, uh, Yeah, it's like they got bad breath.
5: (laughs) I have heard that before. It has a peculiar smell. Yeah. I haven't been that close. Not yet. It's on my bucket list.
1: Right. Well, there's something else that I'm not even going to bring up, but that's something completely different. But they are amazing uh, creatures. And then in the Santa Barbara Channel, once in a while, we do get the largest mammal that's ever inhabited the Earth. And what is that?
5: Uh, The blue whale. Yes. Yes.
1: So I if you get, get lucky, you might see some of those. But right now, uh, get on down and maybe go out there, and you're still, are you uh, uh, hooping for lobsters?
5: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, still doing that on the weekends, Friday, Saturdays, okay. and Sundays.
1: And then you're out uh, getting some uh, sand dabs and still go out and some fish some uh, fishing trips?
5: Yep, there's still being, uh, some fish being caught right now, sand abs, perch, sculping, things like that. Okay. But so, yeah.
1: All righty, well, let's, uh, let's get on down there, and it's an easy, easy website, which is? Uh, Cisco's.com. C-I-S-C-O-S.com.
5: That's it.
1: And then if you want to get in touch, and if you're lucky, if you go to their website and give them a call, Amy might even answer the phone <laughs> and help you out. Maybe. Okay.
5: Oh, uh, well, thanks so much.
1: <laughs> All right, Amy, we'll talk to you real soon. All right, have thanks. a good one. Thanks. Bye-bye. Okay. Now I believe that we have Harold Davis on the line with us. The Harold Davis. Are you there?
10: Hello, John. How are you?
1: Fantastic. Harold, it's so good to talk to you. Now, the Davis name is especially on the West Coast. Um, if I said legendary, would that make you sound old, Harold?
10: Well, I am old, John. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you're a Older kid. Older than you, John.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, that, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't That's mean almost
10: like. Fossilized.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think so. But uh, you know you you've had a tremendous career uh, building boats and the Davis boats, they they're um, very uh, unique um, boat because they were built primarily, you know, you're a fisherman, they're boat pretty much for people that like to fish, but they're also built to withstand almost anything, almost any kind of weather, very comfortable. And very safe, and I know that a lot of the Davis boats that you built, you know, the components that you put on them, you know, people, you know, wipe them off and they look brand new.
10: Yeah, it's one of those, it was very much a niche market. We made about 400 boats in our 25 years of construction, and they were all, you could say custom, but I want to say more personalized. I had basic frames that I worked off of and, and everything from 16 to 34 feet. And uh, the John Hennigans of the world would come in and say, I want this, 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 and this with this kind of power, and we would make it all work. Mm-hmm. So it was typically not your first-time boat buyer's boat, and it was typically rigged and built with the highest quality stuff of the day,
1: mm-hmm. Uh,
10: mm-hmm. Which, which has kind of made the boats perpetuate themselves because we graduated mm-hmm. into a all-plastic product, and that just doesn't disintegrate. All you do is repower and put on new electronics, mm-hmm. change some well, canvas and railings you, and towers, and you're the,
1: not. Right. When you say plastic, that's, that's not exactly the way I would describe it, but I guess technically that's true. But what I'd like to do, Harold is get involved with some people that are thinking ahead and maybe the frost is already gone and they're starting to look forward to next year and some tips on caring for your boat when it's out of the water and maybe some of the things you might want to be doing now to get ready for the, for the upcoming season.
10: Well, all across the United States, the weather has gone from freezing to frying. Right here where we live, it was the hottest spot in the United States two, year, two days ago at 91 degrees and I look back on the East coast and they're still in the teens, yep. but, but anybody's boat that hasn't been used in a period of time. And especially after cold weather, uh, you're going to have to go through some stuff to make sure that everything is working properly. And although they think, all right, I have an outboard motor and it's been standing upright and I shouldn't have a problem in the freeze. You can definitely freeze an impeller inside of a, a motor, and make it to where it's ineffective when you start it up in the springtime.
1: Oh, so the rubber itself um, will well, well, a set. Well, okay, and then when you fire it up, and the last thing that you want to do is find out too late that you're not getting good water circulation.
10: Yes. And so that term preventative maintenance is what it is. Uh, some people wait until it prevents them from going somewhere. And some people take preventative maintenance <laughs> but with the preventative maintenance. You're going to want to also look at batteries. Right. Now there's some key to batteries that a lot of people don't think about. They look at it as being a group 24, a group 27 or a group 31. And they go, Oh geez, I can buy this one for $49. or I can buy this one for $89. And, everybody kind of naturally gravitates towards the best deal going. Well, they're the same size case, but they don't have the reserve cranking capacity in those batteries. And you need to be cognizant that these new fuel-injected engines uh, with the high-energy ignition have to have a certain amperage battery to make all of that stuff function. So some people will buy a cheap battery, and it'll turn Mm -hmm. over the motor Mm -hmm. lickety-split, and there's nothing left for the ignition system.
6: Mm.
10: And they go... My engine won't fire, and so if you have an old battery that's losing uh, losing power, or if you have bought too small a battery, sometimes your engine has a hard time starting, or or won't start at all. So you need to be cognizant of the battery. Take a look in your owner's manual, find out what amperage battery that needs to be. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and the um, other thing, we're gonna we're about out of time, but when someone, should they disconnect the battery? Uh, I know when a battery sits for just a couple of months, if it's completely dead, it ruins the battery, right?
10: Correct. And if you have an alternator, it always has voltage going through it, whether the engine's running or not. Although it's milliamps, it's still the discharge. So okay. you want to recharge that battery on occasions to keep it in okay. its best performance. Now,
1: Harold, I know that you've kind of moved on from building the boats to maintaining boats. How does somebody want to get in touch with you?
10: Uh, you can go to our website, davisboats.com, and all the information's on there, including some used boats.
1: Okay. So it's davisboats.com. Yeah. And you are located in California around uh, Paso Robles, right?
10: Beautiful Paso Robles, the wine country of the West.
1: There you go. Come on out and bring your boat with you. Harold, thank you very much. We certainly appreciate you joining us on Fish Talk Radio, and we would like to uh, maybe spend some more time with you. You're listening to Fish Talk Radio, and we thank you for tuning in.
7: The Santa Barbara Channel offers some of the most productive sport fishing in the world. Channel Island Sport Fishing offers the most boats to enjoy it. Call 805-383-1612. At Channel Island Sport Fishing, you pick the time and place you want to go. Nearshore halibut, calico bass, and rockfish, or fish the Channel Islands for white sea bass and yellowtail. For whale watching and private charters, Channel Island Sport Fishing in Oxnard has clean, modern boats with professional, friendly crews. Make your reservations for a deep sea adventure by calling 805-383-1612.
8: The East Cape of Baja, Mexico, is world-famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and pargo. The Van Wormer resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be the finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA.
9: It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real fun adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real fun trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com.
3: is my mission. I just had a premonition a rod and a and me up until me. I got the feel. I got the feel. I know it's real. I got the feel of a musician. Welcome back. Is my
1: mission. Fishing Welcome back to Fish Talk mission Radio. Mission this and is and John Hennigan, Harold Davis. Thank you, Harold, for coming in with us and joining in a little bit from the... Now, Harold, you build fishing boats. And yeah, I suspect you know a little about fishing, and you've probably done a little bit of that yourself.
10: Boy... Um, it's a great habit to have.
1: <laughs> yeah, an addiction. Yeah, but no, it is. Uh, what are some of your favorite places?
10: Oh, um, Alaska and Mexico are mm-hmm. probably two of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, both for for freshwater and saltwater in Alaska and Mexico, just because it is a a fantastic area to get your personal best. Right and. A lot of people like to fish, but I think, honestly, they would like to catch some big fish. And you you can fish anywhere in the world, but you can only catch them where they are. (laughs) And they are in Alaska, and they are in Mexico. Yes. That's for sure. Well,
1: and the other thing, too, Harold, is to come in a little bit, is uh, starting with Alaska, it can be uh, very expensive, it can be very affordable, or it can be someplace in between. And Alaska has got so much variety You know, people, of course, uh, probably salmon and halibut are what people think of the first off. And those normally would be in salt water, But, uh, of course, the streams you can always get because the salmon go up the streams. And we're going to be doing a trip in July, if anybody's interested, in Clover Pass. And that is in southeastern Alaska at Ketchikan, you know, right where the first stop where the uh, cruise ships go on the inland passage. And it is flat calm. Yeah, you know, almost like a lake. And you know, the silvers and the pinks, you know, it's it's a, almost a no-brainer. A lot of fun. You might get a king if you're lucky, and then maybe even a float plane trip to uh, um, go to one of the inland lakes where you're, you know, what they do, Harold, is they'll, you go out on your own private uh, float plane. It's usually like four people, and they'll fly over, and if the pilot sees another plane on that lake, he'll keep going to the next one. So it's all Fine. yours. And then I know that you've done a lot of uh, trips up in Sitka, haven't you?
10: A lot of trips in, well, out of Ketchikan, out of Sitka, and all over those different areas. But the beauty about the Alaska, uh, you can actually pick a water system that you want to fish in. And for a lot of people, they say, well, I get seasick and ocean fishing isn't mm-hmm. for me. And they have to understand there's parts of Alaska that are inland waterways, mm-hmm. which are no different than lakes. Yeah. So you have the beauty of catching multi-hundred-pound halibut or some very nice salmon and mm-hmm. my favorite actually out of that whole program is the rock god fishing on ten and twelve pound tests catching those uh, big largemouth fish yeah. and quillbacks and, yeah. and right. all that they'll just kill you. Right. They're fun they're fun. You'll right. get arm weary catching those from loose one right after another.
1: And then of course uh Mexico and what you know we've talked about uh, Baja earlier in the show. You know, to me Baja is so incredible, Baja sur because The fishing is world class. I mean, I'm talking about anywhere in the world, and Uh but the prices are, you know, way way less because they've got such a great infrastructure. They got a lot of competition, and they've got you know you can get on you can you can hire a boat uh, for the day to go fishing out of uh, Baja or Cabo or in that area uh, for the same price you'd pay for a passenger on one boat in most other places.
10: Yeah, and it is called the birthplace of the Pacific because that's where everything comes. Mm-hmm. And you could go around Punta Gorda and catch a two hundred and fifty pound yellowfin tuna out of a panga. You don't think that is isn't the thrill? You get a forty mile <laughs> a forty miles way ride for yeah. nothing. Yeah, a you know? long <laughs> yeah. ride back when he drags you down the street. Right. Well, um, let's go.
1: Let's go down there, great, Harold.
10: It's a great place to go, John. Okay. And well. The escape on the beaches, yeah. The large rooster fish, world-class rooster fish. I got seventy-five pound rooster fish last year and year before, right on the beach.
1: Awesome, Harold. Uh, looks like we're out of time again, and so much fun bringing you on here. You're such a, a knowledgeable person, of course, and uh, you know. Let's see if we can get some trips uh, organized and and take you fishing. So let's appreciate that. And it's uh, it's uh, DavisBoats.com. Is that right?
10: davisboats.com. Perfect,
1: thank you Harold. You're listening to Fish Talk Radio and we appreciate you tuning in. Ah,
10: you know There's
1: a sign upon your door Uh Uh-huh Gone fishing